In strengths, we shall activate joy. Welcome to the Strengths and Joy podcast. Your host is Joy Lane. She's a superpower activator and she's on a mission to empower leaders and entrepreneurs to accelerate their business performance by impacting positive leadership, sustainable performance and well-being. How? By using the best of positive psychology and the joy method. Joy has a background in positive organizational psychology and the top superpowers are mission, drive, growth and strategy. With these, she strives to inspire you with practical and science-based strategies. This show is made possible with the support of our sponsor, Superpack.Asia. We all have our unique blend of superpowers. Now it's time to discover, activate and amplify these strengths for the flourishing of selves and organizations. And now, it's time to jump right in with your host, Joy Lane. Today, I'm really pumped up because I have a special guest here. Uh, she is Joy Ling, and she is a practitioner of uh, positive leadership, right? And she's a coach, uh, and she's a founder of the She Network. Uh, so if you're wondering what She Network is, uh, I'll, I'll leave Joy to explain the whole thing. Uh, but it's a, an empowering network for not just women, but also men, right? So I'll, I'll, I'll get that into that. Uh, for those of you who have just joined us, again, just say hi to us. Uh, we'd love to recognize all of you here. Uh, we have Wesley and Desmond saying hi as well. Uh, Joy, you want to say hi to them too? Hi, guys. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> All right. Um, so, yes, uh, very excited uh, for this session. Uh, yeah. Right. So, Joy, uh, we were just having a little chat earlier and just want to have the guests know a little bit more about you. Uh, uh, would you mind introducing yourself? Hi, uh, I'm Joy Link. I'm from Singapore. I'm a positive leadership coach. So what I do is I use uh, strength development, uh, positive psychology tools to empower leaders and uh, their employees to nurture their personal and business growth so that you can maximize engagement and performance. All right. Very sweet. Very, very short introduction. Very nice as well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and how have you been doing? Right? I mean, as in, you know, uh, what day has it been since the MCO started? I think it's what, like day 44, 45 or something like that. I lost count. But, but I'm how not sure why you're before? even counting in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess people like numbers as well. I, I, I do like uh, sometimes counting along. Uh, but how, how have you been, you know, throughout this MCO? Uh, you know, what are the things that you, you've experienced in terms of change? And maybe you can share a little bit on that. Sure. I think in the beginning, MCO... Of course, everyone is uh, filled with, you know, uh, question marks. Uh, we are having more questions than answers at the moment, and everyone having anxiety and fear. So um, no difference for me. So in the beginning, I was like more concerned of like also like work-wise because we have so much plans. You know, like I have my previews, my workshops. I'm like, gosh, well, what do we do now? So I had all these ideas about, uh, okay, let's do this and that for online, but, but actually the, the, back, the background was a, a lot of doubt because I, I'm not sure how to do this new, uh, how to cope in this new situation. Mm -hmm. So, but what I didn't realize in the beginning was uh, I always feel an anxiety that I was suppressing through action. So I just keep doing things because I didn't know how to manage uh, uh, all this uh, anxiety. So actually it did in the beginning, it, it, it didn't really land well. I think at some point I kind of have a small meltdown. <laughs> but the good thing that came out of it was that um, that was when I realized that I had all this fear and anxiety that I was not recognizing. 
um, I was not uh, acknowledging. I was not laboring them because I keep suppressing it. I keep saying, no, I can do this, you know, because, you know, your self-image always, uh, um, sometimes the self-image makes you put expectation on yourself and you don't acknowledge reality. You just try to match the expectation you have about yourself. So I really mm. learned it the hard way. So after that meltdown, all that realization about uh, what's going on and laboring to label my emotion. So it was at a point that it was it was actually a blessing in disguise. It was a huge moment for me. That was only like the first week of MCO. I already had meltdown already. How's that? So, uh, but then it was like so good and it was really a gift actually because after that, uh, it occurred to me, I, I'm basically quite a strong-willed person. I, I lived on my own since I was uh, 18. So um, I've always been very independent and I'm a very action-driven person. If I if I say I'll do something, I'll go all out, as you would have seen. Yeah, that, there's no in-between in for me. Either I do or I don't. So it it made me think like, oh my gosh, like someone like me, like a strong will, will also kind of fall apart because of MCO, I did not imagine what about other people, right? Because not everyone is, you know, like independent and strong will. So that got me really concerned. It was a bit of a wake up call for me. I was like, wow. And I learned positive psychology. I think um, it's time for me to um, take seriously my social responsibility based on whatever skills and abilities I have. So that was actually how the Be Well series, if you're familiar, I have this Be Well series, there's Super Monday, Resilient Wednesday, and Self-Care Friday. It really mm -hmm. all came from that meltdown because then wow. it was really imprinted on me. My gosh, like this is serious. Uh, like it really hit me. This is a pandemic. I'm falling apart. I cannot imagine how other people who uh, have no, you know, GP knowledge and all that or who have no psychotherapeutic tools and techniques um, readily available, uh, what are they going to do? So that was when I think the meltdown set that conviction in my heart that I need to do this, you know, mm. so uh, that started the whole Be Well series. So um, right. since then, um, I think it's like really what goes around comes around uh, because of I need to prepare, I need to research for my, my Facebook live podcast and all that. I'm learning as well, right? I, I also learned that I might be PP trained doesn't mean I know everything and I know it in depth. I don't. So it turned out to be a blessing in disguise. I also get, I learn and I get reminded of things that I already know. And then um, it also influenced me in my own behavior in daily life. Like for example, I started taking exercise seriously. Before that, I was like, oh, I got time. I do, no time, don't do. I've been doing, <laughs> I've been exercising every day for one and a half wow. months now. Yeah, so so I am um, benefiting from my own Be Well series and that's kind of really nice. And it gave me a sense of purpose as well um, to, um, you know, to give the skills to other people because really this is a time when we need to be as self-reliant as possible. Uh, social connection is very important, especially the physical distancing. I think it's important for people to know physical distancing does not equate to social distancing it is not the same thing so i have to stress that so social connection is important but i think also tapping on what's already within yourself find out more about what you have that you're not using it's really important in a time like this so and to learn you know self-care techniques because not everyone can afford a therapist or a counselor and even if you can maybe one session but continually like right now everyone's very conscious of costs and expenses Mm -hmm. So, um, 
So because of all this realization and my own personal experience uh, that started the Be Well series, and thanks to the Be Well series, I feel as if like me as a person individually, I'm flourishing as well. So it's like, yeah, everybody wins. <laughs> Yeah, wow, fantastic. And, and thank you for sharing. You know, I, I, I've definitely seen the Be Well series and and really, uh, I'm, I'm amazed because there's just so much contents that you're putting out, so much values that you're helping others as well. Uh, and and I know this one thing for sure. Uh, before this, you have not gone like Facebook Live. That that was not in your plans <laughs> yeah, like, so fast, no. right? <laughs> <laughs> it makes me well, so uncomfortable, yeah. And... <laughs> And, and, and I'm amazed because uh, it's not just once a week, twice a week. It's like literally so many times a week, three, four yeah. times, sometimes even every yeah. day. I, I do see there's some contents popping up uh, yes. and, and that's amazing. Uh, and, and, you know, I love to continue on this. Uh, we do have a couple of people saying hello as well. Uh, Brian, who says hello? Kevin says hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who's Kevin? <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> And for those of you here who have just joined us, uh, please, you know, say hi in the comment, uh, in the comment section, and we would love to recognize you and appreciate you for being here with us. Again, this is a Saturday evening, uh, and and most of us here could just lie back and and do that. Uh, but then again, I think that's almost everyday life, anyways. <laughs> but since you are here with us and you chose to log in here uh, with us, uh, we want to recognize you. So just do say hi so that we can also say hello back to you. Uh, and give you a shout out as well uh and yeah so we do have a few people uh julius julius actually uh put it in number one positive mind number two positive actions number three positive life wow oh, beautiful yeah beautiful, beautiful. one two three <laughs> all right and thank you so much julius uh for that uh one thing as well as i i, I want to actually say this that uh you mentioned, uh, I mean, Joy, you mentioned that you, you exercise every single day, like without yes. a miss? I missed one day, but um, I, I missed just one day uh, two weeks ago, and that one day got me a bit upset, but uh, I, the, it just didn't fit. Uh, we had no water that day, and I couldn't shower and all that, and I had Facebook Live, so somehow, yeah. So... <laughs> Yeah, that one day I was like so upset, so it was quite funny. But other than that, I uh, yes, every day, like even yesterday, we started Strengathon. Strengathon is by the hour, right? So it's this insane project I did. So we started from 3 p.m., 4 p.m., 5 p.m., 6 p.m., 7 p.m., 8 p.m., 9 p.m. And 9 p.m., I'm like, I died already, right? So I was like, oh my God, I have an exercise today. I was like, I really can't. Because I know you can, so I went and I did it. After that, like seven Facebook Live, like so insane. Yeah, so I'm like, no, I must do it. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. I mean, okay, so I, I'm, I'm very curious right here uh, because coming up with one Facebook Live is already a lot of effort. Now coming up with, like you mentioned, seven. Well, how, how do you get yourself into, into doing that? I mean, some okay. of our audiences would not even dare to do one. <laughs> yeah, and, and remember, I would never do Facebook Live like two, two, two months ago. Yeah, so it's because, okay, the Strengathon content, most of it um, doesn't really come from me. It comes from Capfinity. Capfinity is the, the the center where you do your strengths profile. So I'm, mm -hmm. it's more of like me collating all the, um, all the content, like from the strengths profile book, and some of the stuff on your website, it's it's more like facilitation work when it comes to Strengathon because these are what they give out. So I'm just telling you what they are telling us. 
based on your different strengths. These are their recommendations. So in this sense, strengthaton wise, I'm more like the facilitator and the um, the one that disseminate the uh, information. So because it's not um, original content, so I'm able to do that. But it is still a lot of work. Uh, it's still quite tedious, but. Because, you know, the whole month of April, uh, they gave the basic strengths assessment for free and I've been pushing it. I've been asking people to, to do it. So actually, like 22 over 1,000 people in the world did the free strengths assessment in month of April. So, oh, it, yes. So it was very satisfying for me to know that, oh, we contributed to that, right? So people finding out about their strength. So, but then I feel... Like I, when I first did my strengths profile, I was overwhelmed because wow, four quadrant are very, you know, very profound. Wow, like you know, it's not one to ten, which is very straightforward. It has quadrant, different quadrant means different thing, and then there's relationship between the quadrant. Like, and I'm like intellectual. Most of my strengths are strengths of the mind. Even I was overwhelmed. I was like, what is this? So, um, so I remember my experience being overwhelmed with the strengths profile. So. Now that people have done it, I was like putting myself in people's shoes. So what can we do next? Next is you want to understand, isn't it? What you have just received, this report. what does it mean? How can I apply it? So that was when I realized um, I need to support people's next step, which is now you need to zoom in on all these strengths that's featured in your profile, know what it means, get intimate with it, and then try to uh, take action with it. So that was when the birth of Sprankathon idea came. I thought it was crazy to do by the hour. But the thing is, uh, for strengths profile, it's the only strengths assessment that has the most strengths, 60. So if I do it once a week, that's 60 week left, right? So I was thinking, I can't do this once a week because it's 60 strengths. So, so I thought, okay, why don't I just like take a deep breath and just do it for two weeks? Uh, but we do it by the hour. So it's a crazy idea, but we are doing it because it's 60 strength. If not, by the time, you wait for me to reach maybe that particular strength that you want to know about. Maybe it's 60 weeks later, right? So <laughs> it doesn't make sense, right? So I want to sure, help you sure. now. Yeah, so hence the um, you know, crazy idea of doing it by the hour so that in one and a half weeks time, I would have shown you all 60 strengths. You can zoom in on which are your strengths. Just zoom in to those videos and then there's no excuse for you not to do anything. You cannot say you don't know because my gosh, there's 60 videos out there to support you. So I kind of take the social responsibility and the fact that I started this, I want to continue to support. I take it quite seriously. So, you know, it's our business, but also, you know, it's a, I think this is a time where we all need to step up on supporting one another and I'm doing it using my strength and what I specialize in, which is strengths. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Well, for those of you here in our audience, uh, are you aware of what strengths that you have, right? Uh, that's, that, I think, it's very important. Uh, if you know what your strengths is, you can basically tap into that potential. And what I spoke with uh, uh, Joy much earlier, even before this session, is if you know that strength, you can turn it into a super strength, and that becomes your superpower, right? For those of you who, who are not aware of this, we'll talk more about this uh, later. Right? Our main biggest question right now, and, and a couple of things, even for myself uh, prior to this session, is uh wanted to know what is... Uh, Positive psychology. I mean, uh, if Joy could give us a little bit of background on what positive psychology is. The funny thing about positive psychology is uh, when people first hear it, they, that I can see the expression on your face. Most of the time, people will just go blank, right? Huh? <laughs> yeah, right. You mean psychology, not positive. So it's quite <laughs> um, But it can be quite frustrating for me too, right? Because it's like, like you can't even get 
to the front door, the first, the first door. <laughs> so the thing is, uh, positive psychology, just to put it in short, is the scientific study of human flourishing. What makes us flourish? What, um, in layman's term, what makes up a good life, right? The positive aspect of the human experience of what makes life worth living. So we study that. That's what positive psychology is about. Why it has this sort of peculiar term to it, positive psychology, is because for the most part in the um, psychology world, we spent a lot of our time in the past examining what's wrong with us, what's mm. wrong with humans, right? The trauma and stuff. And it's actually because of history. We have all these world wars, people come back with PTSD. We needed to study, we needed to treat people, we needed to help people to get back from minus to zero. Because of that, psychology for most part examine what's wrong with humans and how to get them back to zero. So, but then um, the father of positive psychology, uh, Dr. Martin Solomon, uh, he came to a point when he asked himself this question, why are we so fixated with what's wrong with humans? Because he was, uh, he is also a, a, a psychotherapist and he spent many years just listening to people talking to him about his problems. So he had this thought in his head and he said, but there's also so much great things about humans, right? There's, uh, we do kind things, we do amazing things, we are resilient and so on and so forth. But how come we don't study these things about humans? How come we don't study what makes people happy? What makes happy people happy, right? What makes successful people successful? What makes resilient people resilient? Why are we not, uh, why do we have so little data on all these positive traits? So he started this whole thing and gave birth to what he calls positive psychology. So now wow. I think uh, we are we have a more balanced view. We have more like both sides of the coin. Positive psychology is of course a very new science. It's only like maybe two decades old, but it's exciting and exactly because it's new. Because you know whatever is new, that means we're being very aggressive about it because we're new, right? We're always trying to prove our worth. So um, so now we have a more balanced view of human, like you know. Well, what's wrong with human? What's great about human too? So that's what uh, positive psychology is about. Just to share why I decided to specialize in positive psychology. So I didn't know it. Um, I didn't even know it exists. Like even a few years ago, I'm like, what is positive psychology? Um, then I accidentally found out about it when I did my psychotherapy diploma. Um, and there was this compulsory module. So it has three modules, which is uh, hypnotherapy, solution focus, and um, uh, uh, hypno solution focus, and CBT, cognitive behavior. But there was this kind of bridging module, compulsory module called introduction to positive psychology. I had no idea what the heck it was. I just knew that it was compulsory, you have to attend. So I'm like, ah, oh, whatever, I dragged my feet <laughs> there. I was like, just get it over and done with because I had I, my three modules were done. This was the only thing that is stopping me from getting my my cert so i did it there was like a 10 weeks or eight weeks uh, uh course and here is a shout out to my um, positive side lecturer tara <laughs> thank you tara you did such an excellent job you got me so fascinated with positive psychology i started reading on my own uh, martin solomon's book but uh, because something uh really struck me and i was like yeah why are we so fixated with the negative part you really like make me think and then uh, i think one of the things that uh, got me so was the concept of post-traumatic growth we're also mm. fixated with pdsd right and 
uh, even any any layman knows what it means. It's how famous that term is, right? PTSD, PTSD. But no one has ever, uh, not till I attended the positive psychology module, I've never heard of post-traumatic growth in my whole life, right? And I've always been uh, very into motivational stuff. I've never heard of that term before. So I got so intrigued. I started reading uh, Martin Solomon's uh, book, Flourish. And you talk about post-traumatic growth. It's like, yes, people get traumatized after going through a crisis or a difficult time. But people also is capable of experiencing growth after a difficult time. Uh, so, and he termed it as post-traumatic growth, where people are willing to take the lessons from the uh, trauma and to grow and then to, uh, uh, you know, live life from a different space from the lessons that is gleaned from the mm. trauma. And that's called post-traumatic growth. So, yes, we have PTSD, but we also have P, we call PDG, right? So, that was when my eyes opened. I was like, yeah, and I got very excited and I was like, um, that time I was a life coach and I thought oh my gosh this is exactly what I was looking for because before that we what you teach is a little bit like what I call the guru Sophie you must do this because Anthony Robbins did this you know and that, <laughs> because we, we we didn't know anything else better right you have to do this yeah. because uh, that's what Robert Kiyosaki say you have to do it right so we, we just do all this guru stuff but there's no science behind it what works for Anthony Robbins great but doesn't necessarily means that it works because it for us because everyone's different at the end of the day. So when I realized oh, positive psychology was research-based and the whole point is to create and it's a research-based and it's practical, there's tools and techniques that you can apply, I was sold. I was like, that's exactly um, the thing that I've been looking for as a life coach, but I couldn't like put a finger to it. So when I accidentally bumped into positive psychology, I was like, that's it. That was the missing piece in my jigsaw puzzle. and. Um, Oh, after all the reading, because you remember when I first went to attend a module, my attitude was like, ah, just get over and done with it. I only I want my cert, right? And I went from that um, attitude to like pure excitement, right? Like, like I could feel my life is about to change. After I read all the books by Martin Solomon, I was sold, right? This makes sense to me. It's research-based. It's practical. What else do you need, right? Like I was like, that's it. So from that point onward, I told myself, this is it. I'm going to specialize in this. I've never looked back since. Wow. Wow. Very profound. I mean, as in, it, it all started with, you know, uh, I don't think this is <laughs> going to work out and all that. And and that's something that I want to actually uh, throw back to the audience here. Have, have you had a moment where you didn't think it's going to work out or you didn't think it, it was for you completely? And the moment you start dabbling inside, uh, maybe a, a, a day or two, a week, and then you found yourself liking it so much that, eventually you pursue something in that, you know, maybe an interest, hobby, or maybe it became a passion of yours. If that is something that resonates with you, uh, please type in the comments, yes, so that we know you feel the same way as well, right? So that we, we also can connect together. And, and meanwhile, waiting for that, I uh, just want to give a shout out. Uh, Julius was actually uh, writing a couple of things. He said, do not be afraid to be vulnerable in sharing one's self. Being vulnerable is authentic. Being authentic is our strength. Very profound. Thank you, Julius, for sharing that. Authenticity is actually one of the 60 strengths in Strengths Profile. So he is right on the money. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. Thank, thank you so much. Uh, and yes, we do have uh, quite a few. And uh, yeah. All right. So we talk about uh, what positive psychology is, why you got started. Uh, so what is the difference between positive psychology and positive thinking? 
like I, I know the one word difference uh, and, and for those of you who are live, don't, don't judge me, but I, I really, uh, it, it took me a while to really wrap my head around what is positive psychology versus positive uh, thinking. So now we have Joy here. Maybe Joy, you can share a little bit with us. Uh, positive thinking is more like a cognitive function. It's an attitude that you adopt, right? And it's like you expect good and favorable outcome, right? So, um, however, my question to you is uh, whether you're going to make any effort towards that expected positive outcome depends on the individual. Mm. Right? So you can have positive attitude. Yeah, I'll be positive about this, but then you do nothing. What happens versus someone else is like, I'm going to be positive about it and I'm going to do this, this and that. What's going to happen, right? That's the difference. Always the action, that's the difference. So you can have positive attitude and do nothing, then then you just pray for a miracle, <laughs> basically, right? So, oh, um, yes. <laughs> so positive psychology, okay, firstly, um, positive thinking is more about like the thinking part, right? So again, like I said, action, questionable. Positive psychology is not just about the thinking, it's basically about what makes uh, life satisfying for us, right? So it's, it, it touches on what you think, your behavior, your attitudes, your mindset, your action. So it's like a more holistic, comprehensive uh, way. And also positive psychology would tell you what are the tools and techniques you can do, right? So mm -hmm. that's again, that's action there. So I think that's the missing component with positive thinking. You cannot just um, think about it. You have to do something, right? So I think that's the that's the big difference. Yes, um, and the other thing that I want to highlight is there is this myth there um, about positive psychology. Oh, it's positive thinking. Like, so they will just associate, like, they just lump everything together. Ah, same, same, right? It's not the same, okay? <laughs> it's not the same because first, back to research second practical right thinking is thinking right so thinking is like the first step but is that the first step and only step you take or the first step and then you're gonna and then there's other steps that you're gonna take so, you know that's that's the difference all right so if, if i if i put it in other ways you know um it, it's like if you want a jackpot if you want to win a jackpot but you don't go and buy that lottery ticket for yourself right that's that's just positive thinking. I want to hit a jackpot. I'm, I'm going to be a millionaire if I, if I ever strike uh, the lottery. But the fact is, if you don't even buy that lottery ticket itself, then then you're winning nothing. <laughs> yeah, you know, it takes effort. You need to get changed, get out of the house, drive the car, queue up. I'm sure there's a queue. You're not the only one with that jackpot dream. <laughs> right? And Definitely. then take out the wallet, take out the money. You know, like it, it takes effort to even buy that ticket. But if you're like, no, I will, I will strike. Like strike why you don't even have the ticket, <laughs> no action. <laughs> okay, so now let us go a little bit deeper because uh, you do mention that there is there are step to step things you know research back as well to create a positive experience, and this is where I want to also find out uh, how does one uh, sort of apply uh, positive psychology in our day to day lives, um, and I want to know if there's any specific things that you can actually share with uh, with us. Well, positive psychology is really very broad and very wide. Mm. It covers topics like, um, uh, you know, life satisfaction, happiness, well-being, mindfulness, growth mindset, strengths mm. like it, emotional intelligence. It's really like a lot. It's it's the science of what makes us happy. All of these things contribute. Yep. They are contributed. So it's really very broad. Um, what I can, um, what I can 
share is uh, this well-being model, which is created by the founder of positive psychology called PERMA, P-E-R-M-A. So I think maybe that's easy for you to grasp your mind around it because it has an acronym as well. So P-E-R-M-A uh, is five components. It represents positive emotions, um, engagement, relationship, meaning, and achievement. So research have shown that these are the five areas where uh, help people to flourish. So positive emotion, engagement, relationship, meaning, and achievement. Um, how much of it depends on the individual? Like for example, some people need a lot of achievements to feel happy. Some people don't, right? Mm -hmm. And again, achievement looks different for different people. Some people, achievement means work. But for some other people, achievement could be, um, you know, say, say, saving the tigers, right? So again, achievement looks different for everyone. Um, but still, it's a very useful framework to wrap your your head around what what works for you. So positive emotion, um, without saying obviously, like positive emotion is important because um, we all feel good, right? And when we feel good, the, the the body also generates the endorphins and so on. So it's like an all win. But even in a workplace, you want to have as much positive emotions as possible in your employees. So you also want to like say have some what we call positive psychology intervention ppi for short you intervene uh doing uh, an exercise or activity the purpose is to uh, infuse positive psychology in an environment mm. so for ppi for workplace for example uh, let's say in a meeting you can can um there's some companies that do like list appreciation as one of the agenda the first agenda in any meeting meaning that you start off your meeting in a positive note right where in appreciation you are welcome to highlight and and publicly acknowledge a colleague for doing something that supported you that right. that helped you right so you start off the meeting in a high note it's really as simple as that right and people like to be acknowledged right when people feel empowered and even if you are not the one on the receiving end you 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 get uh you get energized by the positive vibes that's given in the meeting right so very simple thing like that right which we also have another term for it we call it nudging nudging people in a certain direction encouraging people to exhibit certain behavior so this is like a positive nudging so you know you can do that even in a family as well like mm -hmm. uh um, like in my Facebook Live, I encourage people to paste a, a feeling wheel on the fridge. We paste a feeling wheel on the fridge because when you think about it, um, well, especially in the Asian context, um, you know, when you ask, but how are you feeling? Okay, okay means what? <laughs> I feel good. Good means what? Right? So we that's our our range of uh, feelings is okay, good, sad, angry, happy. <laughs> that's like pretty much it, right? Well, there's so many feelings words, but because it's not in our culture and we are not taught that, uh, you know, in school, we don't really have in terms of emotional intelligence, um, it's limited in some ways. So when you have a feeling wheel, the feeling wheel has three circles, an right? inner, the middle and the outer circle. So the inner circle basically are the words that we normally use, sad, angry, you know. Um, you want to, the goal is to spot a word that is closest to what you feel in the inner circle and then expand out pick a word from the outermost circle. So that way, slowly, you grow your feelings vocabulary. And that is important information for yourself and for other people, right? When you say good versus you say you feel delighted, 
different information, right? And like, oh, you feel delighted, uh, good, good means what? I don't know. If you positive something, something, right? So you you want to uh, increase connection, feelings. The word that you use is uh, helpful. So I encourage people to place a feeling wheel on the fridge, where you know the parents can use that as a daily check in, especially now with MCO, uh, CB, whatever going on. Want to check in on your family? Can everybody can just look at the wheel and think a word? How are you feeling right now? So then that will give the parents a clue in terms of the children's well-being right now. Oh, he's feeling lost, or you have a better idea what's in the inner landscape of your child versus okay, lor. Okay, what? There's no information for the parent. It's not helpful at all. So uh, to basically pay attention to emotion. Um, increase a range of uh, feelings vocabulary and try to uh, so research have shown that the ideal ratio is three is to one mm. so that's a useful thing to think about that means you want to have for every negative emotion you have it's recommended you should have three positive emotion so that will keep your you know your well-being your mental state in a, in a good level of course you want the ratio to be high if it's possible but having said that i also want to give a disclaimer um you cannot because of that de like deliberately make yourself happy when you don't feel happy right so yes. um, you want to acknowledge your negative emotions to be to, in the first place there's no such thing as positive and a good or bad uh, feelings feelings are just feelings we yes. we we put those label on that feelings are our inner wisdom counselor and you need to respect your feeling if you're feeling angry for example the negative emotion angry suggests that there's some you perceive there is some form of violation, violation of rights. So who are you angry with? Let's say you're angry with other people. You feel that there's some sort of violation of rights by other people, right? But if you're angry at yourself, that means you feel some violation of rights that you committed either towards yourself or towards other people. You see the amount of information there and you need to address it. You have feeling all this feeling is telling you, oh, you know, you need to do something about it. So don't uh, force the ratio, don't uh, artificially like make it be, be real about it. It's just a guideline Like for every negative emotion you have, try to have three, right? But yeah. then at the same time, be very gentle with yourself. If you're feeling bad emotion, it's okay. Just label it and then acknowledge it and then see, okay, what, what should I do about it? What is the need that I need to attend to? What is the feeling telling me to do so that I can go back to a uh, even cue in terms of my emotional well-being so that's the p in a perma model then engagement that's where my favorite topic come in strengths the way to engage is to use your strength because uh, when you use your strength you're just very naturally energized the quality of our strengths is that um we don't it, it doesn't really tire us we enjoy doing it and we're very good at it that's why it's our strength so you want to tap on your strength um to engage in not just yeah. in work but also, you know, in like in your family life, what is your strength? Um, go around using your strength instead of trying to do, oh, because everybody do it like that, so I do it like this. Why? You can do it using your strength. They don't have your superpowers. You have your superpowers, but what are you doing about it? So engagement is engaging people with their strength. Same for bosses to take note. You want to know what are the strengths of your employees, and then you want to engage them from their strength. Then you will ask them to do something. They will do because they're like, oh, good, then I can do this. I know I'm good at it. Versus, because most of the time, um, bosses does things the other way around. This is what I need you to do. Do this. But then the person might be like, 
uh, I don't like doing that. But if you know what's the person's strength and you engage the person's strength and say, hey, I know that you are good at this. This is your strength. So that's why I'm asking you to do this. It's, diff it's a very different conversation because people yep. like to be acknowledged, firstly. Second, True. people like to use their strength. You don't have to force them to do it. They enjoy it. It's, it's just part of the quality of using strength. R is relationship. Um, like research have already shown this very famous Harvard uh, study. Uh, was, it's the longest study ever on like uh, what makes people happy. The number one thing is relationship. So it's very clear. And, and also evolution has wired us for survival. We survive for so long as a species is because we are excellent collaborator. You cannot mm. collaborate mm. if there is no relationship, if there is no connection. So the fact that we survive so long is because I really suggest that we are very good at collaborating. We're very good at connecting with people. And also yep. because Mother Nature created that in us also, there is such a thing called mirror neurons, meaning that if I see you laugh, I also feel like laughing, you know? Uh, <laughs> and and there's like, there's funny videos about it where everybody experiment also. Someone just laugh and someone is watching i have oh, no I idea what the person is laughing that... and then they started laughing and the whole room started laughing and nobody has any idea what that one person is laughing about mirroring, I, I, I saw that video yes very very powerful uh mirroring is something that is uh that that has there's a very profound uh effect on on people as well and uh for those of you if you really want to try go and just do it try and laugh in a meeting Try and laugh at someone else. Uh, I mean, don't laugh at them. Laugh with them, <laughs> and, then, and then you see this immediately uh, transmitted over. Uh, so and, and yeah, you plenty of things. You laugh. You can just smile, and um, nine out of ten time, the person will automatically smile. It, it's it. We, we we can't help ourselves unless the person is really having a damn bad day, lah. Then you smile. The person will, maybe will growl at you, lah. But other than that, nine out of ten times, if you smile, someone will smile back at you. It's just the way uh, we are. Mother Nature put that in us. So we have this uh, mirror neuron. Take advantage of that, like even for like um bosses. And you have seen people say sometimes people are like. Uh, what's the weather today in the office? What they're referring to is when the boss walk in, what is the facial expression? That's what they say. It's, oh, today thunderstorm. They're not referring to the weather, they're referring to the boss, right? And then they all start to have like thunderstorm behavior because you want to match your bosses. You may or may not even realize it, right? Because you don't go into a meeting with the boss, the boss it look like it's in a bad mood. I cannot look too happy. Even though I'm happy, I have to look maybe emotionless, right? Mirror neuron, mm -hmm. right? So we, we always have this um, natural urge to uh, imitate others. Why? Because we are wired for connection. So you want to uh, take note of that, um, really place emphasis on um, relationship. Um, that's something that even I have to remind myself because I know it might be hard to believe that I'm actually an introvert. I'm not an extrovert. So I can't spend an like, extended period of time with people without me feeling drained. But then I have to balance it now. Ever and I have been balancing ever since I started learning all this from positive psychology and what research has said. You still need to make time for relationship. You cannot be so fixated with the to do task, you know, the sales figure. At the end of the day, if you want to fulfill all this, it takes humans to accomplish all these goals that you have. So you still need to strive for um, connection. There's a, a, a survey that is done by uh, Virgin Airlines and it stated that 40% of uh, people uh, in the survey stated that colleagues are the number one reason why they enjoy their work, 40%. Wow. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I, I can relate to that. Uh, when, when I was working back in a, in a corporate environment, uh, every single day, the one that really drives me to go there is really just my team, uh, the people that I'm working with, uh, some really supportive uh, superiors as well. And, and knowing that going there, I'll actually be seeing people who are like-minded, people who are uplifting and supportive as well, just makes me look forward to that. And mm-hmm. if on days they are not going to be at office and I, I don't know who else is going to be there, I, I tend to, sh- to not want to go in. I will actually be very reluctant to enter office. Not that I don't show up, but I will just be reluctant to do so. Mm, exactly. So drawing uh, relevance from that to our today's context, um, at the risk of sounding naggy, so I'm going to say the same thing. Physical distancing does not equate to social distancing you must stay connected use technology to stay connected yes there is like zoom exhaustion and whatever you just need to you know strike a balance but you have to stay connected so a relationship is very important um for our well-being so that's r okay um then we have m m is meaning um meaning is you know what what What's the meaning you have, even for work? I know some of us, okay, I, I don't care. I just work for the salary and so on and so forth. But actually, it's not true. There was this, um, uh, Adam Grant is a researcher. And this uh, researcher, he, he, he basically did this experiment. He asked this uh, call center staff. There's two group. One group, um, basically, they have to raise funds for um, a university scholarship. So for those uh, students uh, from low income so that they can go and do their university and so on, they, they're getting, trying to get sponsorship. So this, the call center has two groups. The, the control group basically just do what they normally do. The second group, the experimental group, they ask this um, call center people, they arrange for the staff to meet the beneficiary of the scholarship. The students who benefited, right, the beneficiary. So it was very short one. It's just a five minutes uh, um, chat. So the second group get to meet uh, one beneficiary from from the scholarship, and it was just five minutes, just enough to see a face. And this is this is a person's name. Ask a few questions, and that's it, right? And then then they went back to their work. Guess which team raised more money? The team that did not meet anyone, or the team that met one of the beneficiary. It's nah. the team that met the beneficiary. They raised three times more money. Why? Mm-hmm. They, they saw the meaning in what they do. I, so, I mean, guys at the audience there, do you, I, I, are you getting this? Like, you know, uh, sometimes it's not just about the monetary thing. Sometimes it's the way we give meaning to things are, are very different as well. And and I would I would dare say that every one of us here have a very different meaning to why we do things. And, and that falls back to your own particular reason or what what are you wrapping around the things that you do? Uh, if, if you can resonate with that, uh, type in the comments, you know, meaning, you know, uh, that whatever we do, how we feel towards it, it's based on the meaning that we have. If we say that things are boring, you know, chances is we're not going to do that or we do it with a very heavy heart. But if we think that that is really, uh, really good, you know, it's charitable, it carries me, it enlightens me, or it, it sparks a fire within and inspires me. That's something that a lot of people would jump onto it. So what is that one thing for you that carries meaning? Uh, and if you do resonate with this uh, particular model, meaning itself, type in the comments, meaning, so that we know that you are still here uh, and, and you're following us. 
and, and we want to share more with you that is uh, relevant and something that you can also uh, think about uh, what to do moving forward if you're feeling um, something else other than the, the better side uh, to get the results that you want. Mm, All right. So bear in mind that, um, as I mentioned earlier, the PERMA model, um, how much meaning, uh, how much relationship, it is different for everyone. Like for me, I know that meaning plays a huge part in my life because my number one realized strength is legacy and number two is mission. So it's all mm. meaning involved. So so I know that and that's a very powerful self-awareness that guides my behavior every day. So it's only because I have that and I know meaning is important. I can do crazy things like Strengathon, Facebook by the hour because meaning is important to me and I just focus on that and it gives me life satisfaction. But maybe for some people, meaning might not be so high on the list. It, you just need it in a small percentage. For some other people, it could be that positive emotion is more important for the person. So it's a bit different for everyone. But this have been mm -hmm. known to be um, important components, contributors to well-being. The last one is achievement. Again, strengths come back into the uh, picture. And by the way, those percentage and numbers that you're seeing behind me, these are the strengths um, statistics. These are the benefits that um, organizations have because they are strengths-based organizations. They focus on using strengths um, to you know, empower their staff. So achievement, again, is uh, strengths-based. You achieve, obviously, using your strength, right? It's the, it's the, it's the shortest path to achievement. So if you are a leader, you can also consider, re, uh, you know, like you want to ask strengths-based questions um, to, your, to your employees to motivate them. So for example, you can ask them uh, questions about past success story, like maybe actually you want them to do this thing, right? You might ask, uh, you know, have you done something similar like this? Or if you know for a fact they have, start, with, start at that point, you know, start at the point of their strength. You did that so well, remember that time? How did you do it? Actually, I'm very curious. Can you share with me and then the person will talk? Oh, what, how did you think you managed it? Then the person will highlight certain strengths, right? Or strategies, and the person will start to feel good, positive emotion, relationship, rapport building, right? And you bring the strengths into the forefront. And then you say, you know what? I'm thinking of doing this now. It's a bit similar with that one, right? How do you think you can use those strengths that you used that time and, and you have such a wonderful outcome? How do you think you can tap on those strengths again for this new project or idea that I'm thinking about? I'm thinking that, you know, you were so good that time. I'm thinking of putting you in charge. What do you think? People hire you. Like, mm. oh, okay. I can use what I did then to do it here, right? Rather than you go and then you announce to the person, I'm going to do this and you're in charge. But so be like, oh, right? Yeah, so you can um, use people's strength um, to bring in achievement. So achievement is can be individual, can be organization. So the good thing about the PERMA model is, is so long as you're a human, it applies to you. An organization is made up of people, right? So so long as you're a person, it applies to you. So PERMA model is helpful for individual, in a family, or even in organizational context. So it doesn't matter. You can use the PERMA model to trigger your thoughts, how to do certain things, how to take care of well-being, yeah, and, and, and it's so it's so important. Uh, now, before we continue, I uh, just want to give a shout out. Uh, Zana says hi. Uh, and we have uh, we have Sean GB says uh, hi as well. And uh, of course, 
We have Julius who's been uh, commenting a lot on the site, you know. Uh, so a couple of things I just want to shout out. Uh, Julius was saying, you know, feeling, uh, we talked about feelings earlier. Feelings are visitors and they come and go. Brilliant way of yes. putting it, right? Uh, and to be yes. angry for one minute, you lose 60 seconds of happiness. Somehow I've heard of this quote before. <laughs> it's a very common quote, yeah. So yes. when uh, Julius comment uh, remind me of one of my favorite poems by Rumi. Rumi says, um, guest in the house. All, all your feelings are just guests coming to your house, right? You want to welcome all your guests and let them stay as long as they need to. When it's time to leave, your guests will leave. But you don't like reject the guests, so, which is the same analogy as what I said. Don't reject your anger. Don't uh, reject your grief. They are, to me, um, my own interpretation is emotions are just messengers of love. Right, yeah. and they're different messenger. So you know, like when you get a delivery from DHL, right? All the parcel is different, right? Sometimes maybe it's book, sometimes it's cooking pot, whatever. But all the parcel is different. What's inside the box is different, but all the box serve a purpose, right? Mm -hmm. So you want to accept all the parcels um, because it serves different purpose in your life. So feelings are those parcels. So you don't reject. The, oh, I only accept this parcel. I reject that one. They are all deliberately, obviously, meant for you, attention to your name. It's for you. So you have to receive it and use it. So is, if it's grief, if it's anger, if it's anxiety, what, what's in it? What's the message? What is it asking me to address in my life for my well-being? So if it's grief, okay, I'm feeling some sense of loss. I'm feeling some fear about the future. Okay, how can I address this? What's within my control that I can do to make myself feel a little bit better? Besides yep. sitting sitting with the feeling, I'm like, okay, I labor it. I'm feeling anxious and be okay about it. And then at the same time, what can I do about it? What's within my control? No matter how small the sphere is, what's within my area of influence that I can do something about it? So um, feelings, especially right now, is a huge thing, which is why I dedicated my... Self-Care Friday, Facebook Live, addressing different emotions. Every week I've addressed anxiety two weeks ago. Then last week I decided to bring in uh, self-hypnosis first because I thought that would be useful to manage the, the grief, uh, the negative emotion. Yesterday I talked about uh, grief, so anxiety and grief. So I will be touching on other emotion, like negative emotion in other self-care Friday. So the intention is, you know, there'll be anger, obviously, anger right, and right. fear. Yeah, so uh, so that people understand what's behind it and what mm -hmm. you can do about it. What are the questions you can ask yourself to address the need behind these emotions? Remember, they're all just messengers of love. They just come in True. different shapes. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and we're talking about feelings, right? Uh, so for those of you here with us, I really appreciate that you're, you're taking your time in the evening to really just tune in here and, and learning a little bit more. Uh, and, and I hope so far it has been insightful. I, I'm learning a couple of areas. Uh, and since we're talking about feelings, uh, it would make me a little bit sad, a little bit disappointed if you're not sharing this out to people. You know, people need to really know about this. People need to uh, understand a little bit more uh, and be educated on what are the things that they can actually do for themselves. Uh, in fact, whatever that we mentioned here, uh, because it's so science-based, it it really is not rocket science. You you can actually just take it and go right now. Uh, the things that we've mentioned, right? And and for those of you who have missed the earlier part, just go through it again, and you will know that uh, this perma model is it's so uh, applicable. 
right? The emotions that we can look and tap into, the strengths that we have, uh, and the relationships that we can build, the meetings and the achievement as well. And what will make us happy, what will make us really excited is that you give us a like, give us a heart, and share this out with as many people as, as you can so that others can also tap into this. And the more people do this, and I, I believe this, if everyone is happy, the world becomes a happier place. So if you like that, share it with someone else, let someone else be happy so that you can be happy and all of us can be happy. Hmm. Yeah, so if they want to, if your audience wants to find out more about the Perma model, I did an podcast episode on the, the on the different models, but special uh, focusing on Perma model and some coaching questions that you can ask yourself for the P-E-R-M-A. You can check out Strengths and Joy podcast. I think it's episode two. Uh, it has those coaching questions. Those questions will be useful for you to have more self-awareness. And then from there, you, you can decide, you know, what what maybe strategies or what things you want to put in place moving forward to take care of your well-being because now you realize, oh, I didn't realize this was so important to me. Right? Maybe, maybe you don't realize that. And then now with this new realization, you can do things slightly differently to increase your own positivity. Yep, yep, very interesting. And and we talked about uh, strengths earlier. And I, I guess, you know, some, some of us here, uh, we're like, wow, strengths. Yeah, la, I know. La. Traditional mindset, I only have strengths or weaknesses. You know, I use this or I, I try to improve that. Uh, but what I realized is that there's a little bit more in-depth into that. There's like four quadrants of it. Maybe Joy, you could, uh, you want to help us walk through, you know, what, what are the breakdowns of uh, strengths that we can actually utilize and some things that we can choose not to use more of it. Okay, so I'm going to try and see if I can adjust this so you can see the quadrant. Oh, there's a chart at the back. Ah. <laughs> okay, so that's so cool. We can use this. So at least as, as a visual cue, it might be helpful for you. So you see there's okay. four, quad, four quadrants there. Uh, this is the strengths profile. This is the one of the main strengths assessment tool that I use. I love it because it's comprehensive. So the four quadrants is the realized strength, unrealized strength, learned behavior, and weaknesses. As you have mentioned, most of the time, we just talk strengths, weakness, strengths, weakness, right? Um, actually, I think this is much better and more powerful because why? For example, there is a difference between realized strength and unrealized strength. There is a difference between realized strength and learned behavior. Weaknesses is, of course, the bomb. La. Like, everybody knows why his weaknesses were so sensitive about it. Even when I coach, like, when it comes to this quadrant, I have to tread carefully when I coach. Right? We all, like, we don't like to think about our weaknesses. It makes us feel small and it's very normal reaction and it's completely okay. However, the, this, this is the other exciting thing about the strengths profile quadrant. When you look at, when you have this quadrant, you don't have to think about your weakness and then get depressed. You can get excited about talking about your weaknesses. Why? Because the quadrant allows you to address your weaknesses, learn how to offset your weaknesses from the lens of strength. And how do you do that? By looking at what's your realized strength, what's your unrealized strength, and if necessary, what's your learned behavior to help you to overcome your weaknesses it's a very different conversation hmm. so just to give a, a quick explanation i guess by now your audience is very curious already what's all this quadrant and what it means right so realized strength is basically things that um, you perform well in you love to do you have high energy as i mentioned earlier 
And at the moment, you have a lot of opportunity to apply it. That's why it's realized because you constantly use it. Then the learned behavior is um, you are good in this areas, this activity, you perform well in it. However, it might not be as energizing as realized strength. These are more like, uh, think of it like your play box, your toolbox. These are the skills that you've learned throughout your lifetime uh, out of need, necessity, or out of survival. So you learn to do it well. For example, maybe you don't like cooking, but you're actually a good cook, right? I mean, like no one has um, suffered because of your cooking. Um, but do you enjoy it? Maybe actually not particularly, right? So then could be that cooking is your learned behavior, not your realized strength. But you see, before this, you have no idea, right? You might think that it's my strength, but there is a distinction between if you don't enjoy it, it's not a strength. Strength energize you, you enjoy it. There is a difference. So that's like your learned behavior. Um, so you want to use it only when necessary because it doesn't energize you. Short term, if you need to use something that's under this quadrant, it's perfectly fine because short term means you're just going to use it for a short period. For a long term strategy, you don't want to use too much of your learned behavior. It's not sustainable. So things to think about. Uh, weaknesses is weaknesses. Obviously, we don't perform well in, doesn't energize us. Uh, the goal is to minimize using anything from this quadrant at all, if possible. So in terms of organization, you can consider reshape your role to maybe use less of this if it's possible, maybe delegate or maybe have complementary partnership. You you partner with someone else who have your weakness as their strength, right? Mm. But if you, you don't even know what is what, uh, who has what, then you can't even have that conversation. Without that conversation, you can't have the outcome you're looking for, right? So that's how powerful this uh, strength report is. Then of course, unrealized strength, my favorite quadrant, your secret superpower. <laughs> yeah, so this is one of the way to kind of uh, tap on what you never have in the past because you didn't even know these superpowers you have. You didn't even know it exists. So how could you have used it? You couldn't. But this is where you get the, the, the extra edge that you need right now for well-being and for productivity in a challenging time like this. So these are strengths. So you perform well in, you enjoy it. However, at the moment, you have, you have very little opportunity to use it, to tap on it. So to... Okay, so now it sounds all very uh, technical, right? So I shall sacrifice. I'll tell you my profile as, for example. So say, for example, six months ago in December, I did my strengths profile. My number one unrealized strength was writer. So I got very excited when I found out because I've always loved writing. It's something I did since young. I've always wanted to go back to writing. I just don't have the time. So when I realized that my unrealized strength number one is writer, that really put that conviction in my heart. I put my foot down. I have to do it. I have to stop thinking about it. And because of that, you know, like, um, you know, my Facebook Live, there's some scripting and research, right? So there's a lot of writing going on for the Facebook Live, right? There's a lot of post-production and pre-production and all that. Um, so I got to use a lot of it the last few months, and I was very grateful about it. it I mean, of course, research and writing is tiring, but it was a good kind of tired. Right? I was so happy to go back to writing again and get my creative juice up again. So on the last day of April, because it's the last day to do the free strengths assessment, I did it, it was like two days ago, and my strengths profile has changed. My realized nope. strength, nope. yeah, the it, writer is not even the top seven unrealized anymore. It, it, I think 
it because you only get a basic for free i suspect that it's not in in my long list of uh, realized strength it gone okay. gone i i couldn't see it. i was so surprised i was like gosh and then guess what became my number one unrealized strength it became innovation and i was so shocked i was like my gosh i really realized the number one real, unrealized strength of writer which is uh, very exciting because it's where you can compare your strengths with profile it tells you how much work you have done not done and so i completely realized this strength so it was very exciting now i have to scratch my head i'm like innovation how to do this but it's fun because it gets you creative so actually that's why the strengthathon i mean it's a bit innovative right i don't i do not know of anyone doing this crazy thing that we're doing so so now i realize okay for the next few months i'll pay attention to my top unrealized strength and the number one is innovation so you can expect more innovative um putting myself to the test now more innovative things from, from me in the next few months because i want to tap on this quadrant this is what everybody should do so imagine if you don't have this strengths report you have no idea what are your unrealized strengths obviously because you that's why it's unrealized you have no idea what is your uh realized strength versus learned behavior and you don't know what uh what signs say is your weaknesses and therefore you can't address it using the lens of strengths because you don't even know what is your weaknesses in the first place it's a very different you right versus you with the strengths report you're living life from a different space right and mm. where do you want to live there's no right or wrong but you know your core and it's a very simple thing i think it's a very i think it's worth the investment so for for the intro profile you see top 7 realized strength top 7 unrealized strength top fallen behavior top 3 weaknesses that's a lot of information already for someone new to strengths profile and that costs like a US $20 i think it's a worthwhile investment on yourself and if you do it with us we actually give you a free uh report 10 steps guide uh, 10 step to how to understand your strengths profile so you can do that and you're supposed to retake your assessment every 6 to 12 months and see what has changed as you can see what it, it really make a difference for me to see what has changed and based on i mean that us $20 now you can know all this thing and then you know what to do or find out what to do and we have strengthathon you just zoom in the videos as your strengths and then find out what the coaching question you can ask yourself is it a strengthathon it's only back to the you remember positive thinking are you just thinking about it or is there action right so this is uh, the strengths profile in, in a nutshell i think that right. it's powerful self information right now especially look we're in a pandemic right i think the the time to show as your stronger self has never been more urgent this is you know we're going through a crisis right now so one of the way to do that is to firstly um work on your weaknesses because it's stressful enough the last thing you want is your weaknesses making things worse in the current situation right and then secondly find out what are your unrealized strength work hard at it then i think life will be way more different than before because you didn't have all this self awareness mm mm-hmm. and, and and that's that's a really uh, insightful thing about strengths uh, and and for our audience here like wow right uh, we have already passed the 1 hour mark and and again it it's just uh, amazing how how much information is being shared by joy and thank you so much for that 
but I also want to thank uh, all of you here who are with us because uh, you've been with us for the past hour. And of course, I know there are some people who just joined in as well. Uh, please say hi, you know, and, and again, uh, share this out so that more people can get to know what this is and discover uh, the things that can help them, like strengths, uh, like, you know, earlier we talked about the PERMA model. What are the areas in the positive psychology that you can really drill down to really help you out, drive yourself to a better state? So that, that's all uh, amazing and beautiful. But what I want to know is also from those of you here with us, what are questions that you have, you know, for joy uh, in, in terms of positive psychology, in terms of discovering strengths, in terms of uh, well-being? Is there anything that you would like to know more of? And uh, if you do, uh, please just type it down in the in the comments and uh, we'll see and, and address. You know, we've got uh, some little time left and we want to have this session for you. Right, so that uh, so that you get more value, uh, we help to answer some of your questions, and at the same time, uh, we want to also acknowledge some of you here with us. Uh, I think we have Jocelyn who has just joined us. Say hi. <laughs> now, and we have actually we do have Kevin who has uh, been summarizing uh, quite a fair bit, uh, and that that's amazing. He talked about the the lens of strength and the language of strength. Uh, are you seeing? your strengths well enough and are you speaking in the strength or are you acting in that that's really really beautiful uh thank you kevin for doing that for us uh okay so are there any questions coming from the audience you know uh if you want to know more about how to utilize your own superpower how to discover all that uh we won't be able to cover everything in strengths uh, i just want all of you here to know uh because it you can see it's a really in-depth uh, profile <laughs> over there, that, that four quadrant, right? Uh, if you really want to know and you want help to really discover what are the things that you're super good at, the ones that energize you, what are the things that you are good at but you don't know, what are the things that you should be tapping on and not worked on, then you know who to find? Find Joy, right? Uh, you can always connect with her uh, on Facebook and then she'll really guide you through uh, the other things. Uh, she has so much thing to offer, the values, uh, and she published a book. Uh, she has podcasts, she has videos taking you step by step of the journey, right? To help you discover the beautiful you, the confident you as well. Uh, so, oh, Julius, say, this session is awesome, very energizing and happening. <laughs> Thank you, Julius. You'll be very, very supportive. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. Uh, what are some of your strengths, Jeffro? Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, so I you have... did the profile. <laughs> I know. I'm so curious. Tell me, tell me. Oh, okay, uh, so for me, uh, what what happened is I did it, and my my top strength is actually unconditionality. Okay, that's a mouthful. Uh, so what it actually means, if I'm if I'm going to be reading, because I actually took a snapshot much earlier, is that I have uh, the immense capacity to accept things and and be indifferent. So it, regardless of your status, regardless of your background or anything like that, uh, I accept all of that. And that, that was actually pretty true. And all this while I actually thought, uh, you know, my, my top strength was, you know, things like uh, humor and all that. Turns out it's a little bit lower. Uh, and that, that was good because now I know, wow, you know, this thing has become so much more natural. Uh, so yeah, thank you, Kevin, for asking that. <laughs> thank you. So no notice um, your self-perception the way you perceive yourself shift right because you were saying oh i thought i was more like humor oh no it's unconditionality right like i saw for a moment your eye went like oh right mm, so yes. i i get it all the time when i retake my strengths profile again like the first time i was like 
unrealized strength writer, right? And then now, yesterday was like, unrealized strength innovation, right? So it's exciting. So um, the last two days, my WhatsApp group been like just bursting with people talking about their strength. You're so excited because I've been asking people to take the free assessment, right? So yeah, you want to get excited about yourself, especially in a time like this, right? Get excited about the areas you should focus on, right? For self-development because, you know, when you, you grow stronger, everybody grows stronger it's it's a together effect right and then when you grow stronger your your family uh, your community everybody benefit as well and they also be very curious oh you know there's some change in you uh, what's going on can you share with me and they can tell people oh i've been focusing and working on my strength and then they get curious so it's like we we need to start with ourselves right the change that you want begins with you uh, and then mm -hmm. when people see that people get curious they want to do the same i i agree i agree uh, well, Kevin has another follow-up question. Good share. Uh, what about unrealized strength? Wow, Kevin, you're you like trying to dig out everything from me. Huh? He wants to know you know, what's your secret superpower. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my, my unrealized strength over here, uh, there's only one that, that he stated is actually called compassion. Uh, basically, I want the best for everyone. I offer sympathy and, uh, and support to as many people as I, as I am. I think uh, for me, I didn't know this was a superpower as well. Uh, so this was actually uh, very enlightening to know. Uh, so that was a, was a great experience. And uh, the report itself that you would get uh, is actually quite in-depth. It's not like a full-blown 300 plus pages, but it's more than enough for you to have an insight of what you can leverage on and what you can start building on and how, how, how you can actually turn even the bad ones into a good ones. So yeah. Uh, I highly suggest, you know, if, if you do have the time, uh, which I think some of us here actually do have, uh, to go and explore that and uh, connect with Joy so that, you know, uh, you get help as well as uh, the support that is needed uh, to really go through this journey of discovering your own strength. Uh, yeah. And yeah, so hopefully we don't have any other question. <laughs> Kevin say I am well trained by Joy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, again, uh, we, we've already passed the one hour plus mark uh, and, I, and I know, you know, this is an, uh, as a weekend uh, may not be applicable for some of us here, especially you and I. Uh, there's not much of a difference, uh, but also uh, no, just to ensure that uh, everyone else is okay. Uh, if there's no further question, what we'll do is we want to wrap it up and uh, just before I wrap up, I just want to share with you uh, an ebook that I've actually curated. And, you know, we're talking about positive psychology. We're talking about uh, the emotions as well and the well-being. And if you're curious on how you can actually help someone else feel better, it's not just action, you know, sometimes it's not what we do for others, but it's what we say to others, how we say it, that really gives the impact. And in my, uh, in my ebook itself, I actually curated 14 powerful phrases that you can actually start from home and at work to help people come up with conversations, give you ideas. Now, the whole idea is to inspire, impact, and influence them in a very positive manner. So it goes hand in hand. Uh, if you're looking into uh, positive psychology or even positive thinking, this would really definitely help you on that. So please, <laughs> Kevin saying what we can. <laughs> if you want a copy of that ebook, just type more and I will reach out to you and I'll, I'll provide you uh, that ebook itself, uh, and if you need help in using that, uh, I'll be more than happy to actually do that with you. Uh, so, if you do want a copy of that ebook, just type more, and I will send it to you. Right? Uh, if there are no other further questions, then I guess uh, we can actually wrap up this session. Oh, oh, very quick one. 
Uh, Julius was just saying, threefold happens when a person shares on strengths. Number one, he reinforces his own strengths. Number two, he helps others gain strengths. Number three, the community reinforces their strengths. Wow, profound. Okay, Julius, yeah, you're hired. <laughs> you can be our strengths manager. <laughs> I, I, I think, Julius, you really have to connect with Joy. Um, I, I think both of you have such a great connection here. Uh, go, go, go do that. Go do that. <laughs> All right. Um, so anyways, uh, we are already at the end. Uh, we are already at the end of the segment. Uh, Joy, do you have any any other uh, words of advices uh, to encourage our audience here? Um, really, I, I'm just going to be shameless and say, come to my page. I have so many resources for you and they're all free. Like, yeah, like, do yourself a big favor and come join us on our Facebook Live. We have Super Monday. We talk about everything about strengths, how to develop your strength. A resilient Wednesday, we teach you tools and techniques about um, how to, you know, be more resilient. Self-care Friday, we tell you tools and techniques that's um, based on psychotherapy, simple things that you can do to take care of yourself. So it's like full of very valuable information right now. It's called the Be Well series. So it wasn't like a random thing that we did. Uh, everything was thought out with, you know, like well thought out. And uh, I keep asking myself, what do people need right now? What do people need right now? And that's how we came up with strengths, resilient, and self-care. So, you know, please tap on all these free resources that we have. We have the podcast, Strengths and Joy podcast. We mm. have our Strengths and Joy podcast Facebook group. It's a private. If you're too shy to share, you know, during Facebook Live, you can go to the uh, Facebook group, share what you're struggling, you know, what, what, what have you learned, uh, what is your inspired action. Sometimes we need some level of accountability. You can share it in a group and say, this is what I, I, I'm going to do, right? And then we can hold you accountable for what you've said. So the uh, Facebook group is meant to be a safe place for you to, you know, take care of yourself and apply action. So, so many resources and we have the Strengthathon. Like I share one strength every hour for the whole of next week and until the next, next Wednesday. So do your strengths profile, invest in yourself in the US $20, then come and use all this free resource. Um, there's no excuse with the depth of content that I'm giving out there. There's no excuse for you not to work on yourself, take care of yourself, take responsibility for your own well-being, well-being of your family. The great thing is when you do all of this, tap on all these free resources, you can then share your learnings with your family members and uh, you know teach them how to do the same for themselves, take care of their well-being. So all these skills and knowledge that I'm sharing with you, they're transferable, you know, so it's powerful. So we need to start with ourselves. We need to uh, start learning. You know, in the past, we, you know, it's kind of like, a, oh, you do, don't do, it's fine. But this is a pandemic. It's not, a, it's not an option anymore as far as I can as far as I, I, I am concerned, you mm -hmm. have to really take action to learn how to take care of yourself. And because we've been taking too many things for granted now. So um, it's a wake up call, take responsibility and take charge. All right. Well, well, that's a good message, right? So for those of you here, uh, take care of yourself, take responsibility and take charge of your life. Right. Uh, and, and we look forward to connecting more with all of you here. Uh, until then, we are all signing off. Myself, Jeffro, and that's Joy. We'll see you very soon. Bye. Thanks for joining us. 
This episode of Strengths and Joy podcast is brought to you by our sponsor, Superpack. For free resources and materials, head on over to www.superpack.asia. In Strengths, we shall activate joy. Joy.